All right, my friends, the time has come <laughs> for the grand reveal. I feel like I've done way too much buildup for this word, and yet, I don't know, the theme we pick for how we live does make a huge difference, doesn't it? So maybe the buildup was very merited. But in this podcast, I'm going to reveal my 2024 word of the year, maybe even words, we'll see, and invite you whether this is a theme for you this year or not, to nevertheless turn up the volume and step into the energy of the word. Well, hello, gorgeous one. Welcome to Bombshell Radio. Here, we combine pleasure and purpose to liberate women into their divine assignment of being the fullest expression of fierce femininity. My name is Jackie Lacroix. I believe that pleasure is a life force, beauty is for you, and your sexual design is the key to your greatest fulfillment and calling. I'm the author of the best-selling book, The Bombshell Manifesto, and I've mentored women in body, beauty, business, and intimacy with God, themselves, and men for over 10 years. Each week, you'll receive a different edition of Bombshell Radio focusing on one of these areas, all designed to inspire you and help you optimize every area of your feminine design so that you can live your biggest, most beautiful life. If you've been longing for a place where you can merge your spirituality and your sexuality and enter a conversation that honors your body, your beauty, your business savvy, and your faith, welcome home. Let's get started. Apologetic. If you've listened to my latest podcast, you know that 2023 was my year of authority in so many beautiful and unexpected ways. And the short synopsis of that year and podcast is that many unexpected shifts (laughs) happened, which allowed me and in some ways even forced me to step into my power, aka authority more than I ever had before, and more than in some ways I ever thought I would. And it was one of the, in fact, it was thus far in my life, the most freeing year of my life, the most liberating year. And I think now of kind of the future as post that, (laughs) post 2023. And those of you who know my company is called Libere, or one of my companies, that's one of the words I love to use. It feels very, official now like I have been liberated and everything since that is like a brand new future and I'm so excited for it but if you've ever been through something like that in your life where you're you're shoved into your power if you will way beyond what you maybe expected to do or wanted to do at the time and whether or not you ended up being grateful for it which I hope that's how it unfolded for you or not then maybe you know that there's a little bit of shakiness when you're stepping into your authority, right? Now, again, if it's kind of thrust upon you, you may be walking forward shakily because you have to, (laughs) because you have to get up and you have to keep going and you have to figure out how to manage this new set of parameters that you're going to be living by. And in that shakiness, there can be still a little bit of timidity 
right? A little bit of, oh my gosh, am I going to be okay? Am I going to survive? What's everybody thinking? Are they judging me? Do I care? Should I care? Wait a second, I don't have to care because now I'm in my power and they have no more power. All of these swirling thoughts as you birth probably one of the deepest and most inherent parts of your identity. So while that can feel very final in many of our lives, I have found heading into this year that there's an invitation on the other side to not just be shakily moving forward in your own power, but to put a little bit of swagger, (laughs) a little bit of strut in your forward motion, to not just be in your power fully, but to be unapologetic AF about it. Now it's funny, I, <laughs> I try to warn you guys when there's gonna be an episode where I may have some expletives and I, I don't know what's gonna come out of my mouth at this one, but I am gonna cut loose <laughs> in, the, in the true nature of my word of the year. And so if that bothers you, then skip this one, put on headphones, make sure your kids are out of the room, whatever. <sighs> because my clients in the mentorship know <laughs> that they were actually joking first and, um, and then I told them that's exactly what I was already thinking. But if I were to give you my full word of the year, it would be unapologetic as fuck. And interestingly, also, and I teased you a little bit in the intro to this podcast, I have a couple words yet again, like last year. And again, it's love. And I don't feel that there will be as much of a romantic theme as there was last year. Although who knows? Cause God loves to keep me guessing. But it's more the sense that this invitation to step into an attitude of unapologeticness, unapologetic as fuckness, <laughs> doesn't have to be angry. In fact, I would argue that it shouldn't be, or it in a way isn't truly unapologetic. It's just mad. <laughs> have you ever been in that vibe when you're just pissed off at the world or at people or maybe at yourself or your situation or whatever it may be? And while it feels like a faux power, it really is keeping you, in my opinion, from the Holy Spirit and therefore from tapping into the truest source of your power, which is what's going to allow you to be so grounded in not worrying about people that you can live unapologetically. And I dived more into that in the last podcast, if you want to go listen into that. So I love the idea of unapologetic love because it balances the energy of unapologeticness and yet unapologetic still takes no shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Unapologetic as a word to me is what it is, right? And I, I thought it was so fun earlier this year. I've been teasing you guys on Instagram, asking, what do you think my word is? And of course, anytime I'm sharing my word, it's an invitation, as I said, for you to step into that energy or just to, to take a look at your life and see if this appeals to you in any way, even if it's not an overarching theme for your year, just a check-in. Do you want to even, and do you need to perhaps, live more unapologetically? But while I was teasing you guys on Instagram, a couple people wrote in their guess that my word was authentic. And while I think that's a beautiful word, just lovely, like aligned and honest and an integrity and all of the things, I have nothing against the word authentic. I think it's awesome. But you can see how the word unapologetic, it's like somebody grabbed the volume and just turned it all the way up, right? Authentic feels true to yourself. It feels honest. It feels good. It feels like 
there's no need to be something you're not or something other people want you to be, but in a little bit more of a a well-behaved way is what I want to say. Unapologetic is flat out, I don't give a fuck energy, right? Which is why it is so important to balance it with love because going through the world in anger is like going through the world with a blindfold on. You can't really see what's true and what's not. You can't really see how you should interact with or let certain people into your world maybe or not. You can't feel your intuition because the protective casing of anger and rebelliousness is really just a manifestation of unresolved pain. So I invite you to allow yourself to be flooded by love. And just like we talked about in last, the last podcast, that this balance of, in that podcast, authority and love, that they don't have to be at odds. And in the same way that unapologeticness and love don't either. Can you imagine going through the world (laughs) and just flamboyantly not giving one flying fuck what anyone thinks about how any of your life is or any of your choices or any of the things you do or don't do or have or don't have or think or don't think and yet being so full of compassion and unconditional love for every other human being that you encounter that you just radiate I can promise you that if you can embody that energy as frequently as you can, right? Because it's almost impossible to stay in an ideal energy all the time. But to return to it and return to it and return to it is the practice of living, I think. If you can do that and embody that as frequently as possible, people aren't going to know what to do with you. But they're going to be like addicted, (laughs) right? Because so many people are aching for love and aching for permission to just do the damn thing that they're actually here on earth to do without worrying about what the spectators are going to be saying about it. And that's the gorgeous art of living in unapologetic love. So what does that mean for me? What does this year look like from the rose-colored glasses, (laughs) whatever you want it to be, the uh, Ray-Ban aviators overlooking the California coast of unapologetic love. And first, let's just take unapologetic, right? I have no idea is my short answer for you, friends. I have no idea what's headed my way. I do know the plans that I have, right? And then, you know, as the saying goes, we plan and God laughs. But what I know is that I won't be pulling any punches on anything that I feel led to do. Last year showed me the ability that I have to stand in my own power with God alone backing me. This year, I've gotten comfortable enough with that now as a reality that I'm interested to see how far I can stretch that power and knowing that there's no danger in seeing how far it can go as long as I'm in alignment with God, right? If I'm good with God, then there's no, it's not like testing the boundaries or tempting the devil or anything like that. It's just how much can my spirit trust in God as I step out onto the waters, if you will, of whatever it is he's asking me to do, whether that's a mindset upgrade or a wardrobe upgrade or a relationship upgrade or a housing upgrade, like or not an upgrade, right? Maybe he's going to put you through a season of learning dependence and you're not really excited about what you're working with 
and you know the tangible realities of the world but you're still being stretched into a new level of living as you unapologetically of living out your assignment unapologetically i almost invite you to just say that in fact i don't almost invite you here's my training for the year i don't almost invite you i am inviting you unapologetically that being said you may unapologetically not do anything that i recommend or invite you to do but if you want to just say the word out loud like several times over and over you can say unapologetic for some reason right now i'm really liking unapologetically it adds a sense of this is how we do <laughs> to it, right? Rather than just a, you know, an adjective that's kind of sitting there and we're not quite sure what to do with it. How would it look to dress unapologetically? How would it look to walk unapologetically? How would it look to launch your next program unapologetic as fuckly? <laughs> and you're going to see that in the next launch of uh, the intimacy program over the next few months and many of my launches this year. Because this allows us to turn up the volume on what our heart already knows we're supposed to be doing, right? When we recognize our power and our authority and that God alone can give us directives, we timidly walk, hopefully, in the right direction. When we start to get unapologetic about it, we saunter in that direction, we swagger in that direction, we put on our heels and our best looking outfit and our hair and makeup and we go and like walk the runway walk in that direction and if everybody looks at us, good, let's put on a freaking show, right? It's an energy of boldness coupled with already knowing your power. So I have no idea what God's gonna deliver to me this year but I do know that the directions I'm already clear that I'm called to go in, I will be bolder than I have ever been before. And that's what I invite you to consider doing this year, whatever that looks like for you, right? Now, interestingly, unapologetic is often paired with some of the words I've already used, like boldness, like going, like walking, like moving, like stepping into something. But unapologetic is just simply not being sorry <laughs> about doing whatever you're doing, yeah? So you may feel the call to unapologetically rest and to stop saying sorry to yourself or to God or to other people or to obligations or to expectations that you're just not going to do it. <laughs> and it's not even because you're busy. It's because you're going to rest instead, right? You may have an unapologetic no to things that aren't aligned anymore or that never were, but you didn't have the courage to just come out and say, I'm not doing that. One of the most powerful attributes, if I can go back a little bit, that I, I don't even know how I <laughs> developed this, but when I was in school, when I was you know high school, college, after college, et cetera, I was never able to be peer pressured into anything and I'm not bragging, I'm not quite sure why that is. <laughs> I have to, you know, do some kind of reflection to figure it out. But I just was never able to be <sighs> mocked or made fun of. I mean, I'm sure that I was and I didn't care, but there was no outside social behavior or feedback or persuasion mechanism or pressure mechanism that ever worked on me if I didn't fucking want to do something. I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to hook up and like I had you know I was hardcore and I loved every second of it but often we'll have an unapologeticness in one area of our life where it's just 
it's not even to be questioned, right? Maybe for you, it's with your children. You will absolutely not apologize for protecting them. You will absolutely not apologize for wanting the best thing for them. Maybe it's with your aging parents. Maybe it's with, you know, your integrity in your career. And yet, even though we have grounded this sense of unapologeticness that we don't question, that's become second nature, that's become habit, that's become our character, maybe it's even become our reputation, our own brand in a way, in certain areas of our lives, there may be others where we're still apologizing or we're not even in our own power yet. Maybe we're timidly inching toward our power, but we're apologizing as we go, right? How many of you have done that? So as I reflected on that and kind of the badass Jackie that could not be pressured to do anything and didn't care what anybody thought about it, you know, didn't care if she looked uncool, didn't care if she didn't whatever, like wasn't in the in crowd, wasn't like, didn't know all the gossip about what was happening. And who, like, I just didn't fucking care, friends, at, like at all. And I imagine that there's possibly something like that in your life as well. And I invite you, if you can, if you want to, to see yourself, therefore, as having evidence for the fact that you can already live unapologetically. And now it's just a matter of transferring the skill set, the demeanor, the conviction, the confidence, the boldness, the certainty, the self-trust, the self-respect, Whatever's lying underneath the unapologeticness that you've had in that area, whatever undergirds it, and you're just transferring that over to the new area where you want to turn your boldness up. Maybe you're going from your career where you were bold to an online business where you're feeling timid. Maybe you're going from having been single and in charge of your life to co-leading it with someone in a partnership or a full-blown marriage. Maybe you're going from strong, fit, totally in control of your time, wife without children to having kids and having your schedule now dictated by a very tiny human. Whatever it is, we can lose our confidence when we're headed into a new area. Maybe it's just simply setting boundaries with people who maybe for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you've never set boundaries. And you're scared crapless about finally letting them know that there are certain things that are not gonna happen anymore. And that with so much love, no judgment, total compassion, but absolute fierceness, this is what it's going to be like now. (laughs) And if they're not able to behave in a reasonable way, this is, you know, how you're going to behave in reaction. Obviously, you're going to behave with total class, but you can always remove yourself from situations that perhaps in the past you've stuck around and tolerated. So where in your life are you already unapologetic And where in your life do you feel like you're not, but you really want to be? And instead of feeling like you're weak in the area where you would like to have a more unapologetic swagger and boldness, can you see yourself as someone who already has that expertise, who's just moving it now into an additional area of her life? She was already a badass businesswoman. Now she's going to be a badass mom too who doesn't take everybody's advice, but figures out her own way. She was already an incredibly badass mother. Now as she starts her online business, as her kids go into school, she's going to be a badass on the internet, (laughs) right? She was already maybe a baller career woman, and now she's decided to finally take exquisite care of her body. And even though other women may judge her or jeer at her or gossip about her behind her back, as she starts to not drink so much, not eat so much, get up earlier to work out, you know, make sure she's getting enough sleep instead of staying up and talking. 
she's going to be unapologetic about the fact that this is her new standard. This is her new goal. This is her new priority. This is who she was the whole time. And she's finally unapologetic about wanting to be the woman who she's been destined to be for years. That's the energy of this word. And when we carefully couple that with love so that we don't waste time or lose our intuition and our ability to see clearly kind of on the energetic spiritual plane through being blocked in anger, and instead we have compassion, consideration, class, forgiveness for others, forgiveness for ourselves. we open that union, that communication line with God, it actually gives us more boldness because we're not always trying to gear ourselves up or kind of pep ourselves up into having the the angry girl, I don't need anybody anyway, rebellious kind of faux strength. And instead it gives us this direct line of total, pure, unbreakable strength so that as we step into being unapologetic and inevitably falter here and there from time to time, lose our grip, lose our confidence, lose our boldness, want to just run home and cry, yeah? Instead, we're never depending on our own strength in the first place. And so when our strength has been rightly placed because we're not getting defiant and rebellious and angry, we're just getting lovingly, adoringly, gratefully, graciously, unapologetic as fuck. We can return to our true strength so much more quickly, like this over and over. It becomes something we can train ourselves to do. And that gives us this continual grace and compassion and still not caring what anyone thinks which other people won't be able to help but notice and believe me, admire. So I don't have anything further to report to you guys about what it's like to live unapologetically (laughs) because I feel like in many ways I haven't done it yet. I've been unapologetic in the ways that I've described throughout my life. I'm kind of seeing it now as a superpower that just like you, I've sourced in certain areas and now I'm going to translate them into other areas Rather than seeing myself as only good at some things, I'm going to see myself as having a skill set, period, point blank, that I can now take into any domain. And I'm going to invite you to do the same. But I have no idea what this is going to make my year unfold to be. (laughs) I have no idea what God's like. Okay, she said yes. She's all in. She committed. She gave us permission to teach her how to be unapologetic. Let's find out what that's, you know, really going to look like. And I also will tell you guys, when I'm embracing any new mindset or mantra or motto or however you want to phrase this kind of thing, when I'm up-leveling my mindset and I know that I'm giving God permission to do that, I now ask him to be gentle. I ask him to protect me. I ask him to protect my children. I ask him to make it easy. (laughs) I ask him to go easy on me, to teach me the lesson without allowing any harm, to show me how to make it good without having things get so bad that I finally am forced to figure it out, right? I want to learn the easy way and not be forced to the hard way. And that's why I give him permission to do it. But I invite you all to do the same. Whatever you're stepping into, if it scares you a little bit, then don't just invite God into the process. I mean, please do. But ask him to please be gentle with you. 
and with your loved ones and with your life as you grow in that area, right? Because there's a lot of different ways to learn how to be unapologetic. Some are probably brutal and some are probably gentle. I want the gentle ones, Lord. (laughs) I want, you know, the easy podcast, the like Cliff Notes version. I don't want the battleground where I came out wearing a badge of, well, I learned how to be unapologetic. So I am letting you know that that's a a method or a tactic that I have as well, that I will literally bind evil through prayer, that I will ask God to be gentle, that I'll ask him to elevate me without harming me or anyone that I love. Um, And I pray protection around my growth, protection around everyone I love as I grow, as they grow with me. And I invite you to do the same. And when I do that, I feel so much calmer and braver about heading into what I know is going to elevate me to whatever God has next. So if there's something in your heart or your mind, whether this word speaks to you or you're going to add it to your list of themes for this year, or it's something totally different, if it kind of terrifies you (laughs) and you want it, but you're worried about what the growth process in that direction might entail, then request of God that he be your generous, gentlemanly, hyper-protective, all-powerful escort through that growth process that no harm would come to you, to your children, to your family, to your loved ones, etc. And that's something that I pray now constantly, no matter what I'm growing into next. Every time I sense that there's something coming, I'm like, okay, protect me through it, please. Um, And it's made all the difference. So I don't know what's coming this year, friends. I know that I'm going to have a lot more boldness and a lot more swagger. I know I'm going to be praying for and practically implementing protection as I go in every way that I can think of. But there doesn't need to be an underlying spirit of fear as we head into this new year, no matter what your word is, no matter what your theme is. Because again, we're living in a universe that is owned by a good father. And even though there are so many viciously cruel, awful, brutal things that for reasons I don't fully understand are allowed to happen, it seems that somehow, whether we survive and make it through or we go home, (laughs) it's always okay. And because we have that blessed assurance, we can sashay, saunter, strut, swagger, not being stupid, not being arrogant, not being boastful, but not being afraid into whatever direction God is calling us unapologetically. Today's episode is brought to you by the Bombshell Manifesto. The Bombshell Manifesto is a two-time number one best-selling book, And it's where I really teach the philosophy of the biblical bombshell. After spending years in ministry and now more years running my life coaching business, I see so many young women and even women well into their lives just floundering and kind of flopping around in some of the essential areas of God-created femininity, such as their relationship with God, their relationship with their bodies, their relationship with men, with sex, with beauty, with their finances. And I just don't think we have time for that. I think that we are called to do such big things for God while we're here. We've got to get these areas under control, locked on, so we can move forward toward our exciting assignments and massive callings in life. 
So in this book, I really give you the behind the scenes of my personal journey, struggling with what God was calling me to be as a woman, going back and forth around the over-sexualized ideas of femininity or the completely asexual versions we often see in the church where we're not supposed to talk about that tough stuff. I lead you through the research and the history around the concept of a bombshell, a few personal visions and ideas I have around it, and then the scripture that God puts in front of us as how he wants us to understand the important role we play as women. Do you know that a woman was the way that the Savior came into the world and was the first evangelist of his resurrection and then ascension? This is a big deal, ladies. So hop over to bombshellmanifesto.com. Now you can find this book on Amazon, But if you go through bombshellmanifesto.com, I've got a couple extra fun free bonuses and ways that you can actually get free trainings and audios that take this whole concept deeper. We walk through the 12 pillars of a biblical bombshell, addressing tough areas of life like opening to vulnerability and intimacy, understanding beauty and God's calling for it, getting deeper into our confidence and our security, committing to a relationship with God that blows our minds and more. What I see so much from women and hear from them, and quite frankly, I hear it from men who are looking for a woman to marry or they want their wife to come alive in the way they know that she can, is that there's some kind of tapped in femininity that is out there that is possible, but that's incredibly difficult to find. Women long to be it, men long to find it, and this is the calling we have as women. This is what we're able and even asked to step into, required, I would say, to step into, to live out everything God has for us. But I see so many women who are stuck in mediocrity and are told that that kind of complacency is contentment and that's where they should stay and they should just be happy with it and, you know, that's life. I don't think that's what God's asking. I don't think that's what we're here to do. And I don't think we have any more time to waste. So join me over at bombshellmanifesto.com. Let's light this thing on fire. Let's get out into the world and do what we're supposed to do. Do what we can do. Be fully who God has called us to be. The bottom line is this. The entire world is obsessed with women. And they should be. That's the way it's designed. We are the ones who continue life. We continue the human race. We are always going to be attracting people's attention. We are always going to be shaping human beings, shaping culture, and pointing people towards something. The question is, what are we pointing them toward? Have we completely released and activated every area of our God-designed femininity to do those things well? I hope you'll join me. I think there's no more important calling on this earth as a woman than to live out her full God-given design and to use it to point people to Him. So let's get this thing started. Let's set ourselves free. Let's set our families free. And let's light the world ablaze with the truth that is only in the gospel. I'll see you at bombshellmanifesto.com.